Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the cast of Drips Blood. This is Dead Eye Dave, and joining me today is Jigsaw Jody. How are you doing today? Doing good. I had two very successful turkey days, and things are great. Awesome. Yeah, I, I worked Thanksgiving at the movie theater. Uh, pretty busy, actually, so that was good. Um, but then I got some time to uh, still visit the parents, so definitely had a good Thanksgiving. Um, thanks to them and, and everybody, really. And, of course, thanks to the annual Severin and Vinegar Syndrome sales on Black Friday, of which I dumped tons of money into. <laughs> right on. Uh, but so I've got a lot of films to watch and I even subscribed this year to vinegar syndrome. So I'll be getting every single vinegar syndrome release of 2022. And so that'll be exciting. And I'm sure I'll keep those updated in reviews. But before we get too deep into that, Jigsaw Jody, what have you been watching? Alrighty. So this week I watched the house films one and two that are on shutter. And I really liked the first one and hated the second one, but maybe <laughs> I just, maybe I just, mis- it's misunderstood or something. I just didn't expect, you know, I'm used to seek horror sequels with different characters or different casts, but this was a whole different uh, genre pretty much. So, yeah, no, I get, I get it. I, I've seen some negative reactions to it too. Um, it's just, um, it's, it's kind of funny, I guess. <laughs> I do like that one though. And let's see what else. I watched um, King Richard on HBO Max uh, for Oscar season. It's exactly what you think it's going to be. It's just a feel good, like really basic, nothing special with like cinematography or technical values. Uh, Good performance by Will Smith. Uh, I don't know if it's full on Oscar nomination, but it's in the ballpark. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be a shock if he did. It also wouldn't be a shock if he didn't. So, um, watched, uh, continuing on with my 50 States of terror. I did children of the corn for Nebraska. That's always a classic to watch. I watched a movie called, um, the house that screamed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, uh, it was a British film. Uh, it was good. I liked it. And I watched for, uh, Wyoming, I watched a movie called Prison. It's one of those movies, once again, that I used to see in video stores and then forgot all about. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it, actually found it on YouTube because that's the only place to watch it at all, uh, period. Yeah, it's extremely expensive, the Scream Factory version is. Um, yeah. It's out there. It's just out of print long ago. It's uh, it was it's pretty rad. It's, uh, you know, prison movies, I can take or leave. Some, some of them I really love and sometimes I, I just, they don't really click with me. 
but it was kind of like dealing with the real life horrors of prison life. But it also was like a supernatural, like shocker, basically before shocker. And better. Um, yeah, and better. <laughs> yes. Um, and early uh, Rennie Harlan directed it is one of his first movies. Mm-hmm. And it was another early. I know I said before I watched an early Viggo Mortensen movie from 90, but this was from 87. So this was even earlier. So um, he had been in stuff. I, I was not familiar with him until the Psycho remake in, in 98, I think. But then he's he's had a lot of films going back into the 80s and early 90s, too, that he's got quite the filmography. Uh, we went and saw Belfast. Uh, very, very excellent film about growing up in Northern Ireland. Uh, black and white. Excellent cinematography. Um, watched. Went to the, we went to, took my nephew to see Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. And I say see in quotation marks because there was something wrong with the projector and it was only it was probably my best guesstimate was at 20 percent brightness. So we really couldn't see the film. And if it was dark scenes, then forget it. We just couldn't see it at all. Um, and the sound was working great. It was super loud. And then it was also freezing because we're like, OK, and also the heater's not on. They're like, oh, yeah, we know about that. But they didn't fix the projector till the climax of the film. So, uh, you know. I enjoyed what I could see of it. So, <laughs> but they did not give us refunds because we stayed for the whole movie. So that's kind of crazy, actually. Yeah, I, I would have been like, okay, just a return pass to see this same movie again. I'll, I'll accept that. But yeah, they're like, that, nah, nah, bro. So that's weird. Say, I would imagine we would give out a return pass. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And they didn't say nah, bro, but that was just the kind of demeanor. Um, for this episode, and I will talk about it. Uh, I watched a movie called Your Next, which was also my <laughs> Missouri, your home state film. Uh, watched The Triangle. about It's a found footage film about cults. That's just okay. I gave that a 6 out of 10. And I took uh, five of my nieces and nephews yesterday to the theater to see Ghostbusters Afterlife. And it was uh, it's, that is still doing strong. Uh, they had multiple sold-out shows of that. Of that. Yeah, we've the been time, the very t- busy. Yeah, the time that we wanted to go was sold out, so we had to go to a later one. So, but yeah, I still love that just as much as the first time, and um, and then uh, covering for this episode as well, I watched a movie called Pilgrim. It's one of mm-hmm. the Thanksgiving after dark, not after dark horror fest, but uh, Hulu's Into the Dark mm-hmm. episodes, and it's one of my favorites of that whole season. But we'll get into it. What are, <laughs> what have you been watching? I've watched a good amount of stuff. Um, I watched a movie called The Devil. Um, so it was an interesting uh, cut of this film. So essentially, Massacre Video got a hold of this thing, and it was covered in mold, the original film negative. So there's like hints of green throughout the entire movie um, overlaying the film. Uh, it gave it an interesting feel, and the movie itself is is fascinating. Um, essentially, a witch is going around... Um, uh, hexing people like putting curses on people and um which it's it's almost a martial arts movie in the end there is a pretty dope martial arts sequence at the end um but the majority of it is some like really nasty worm snake vomit stuff like they just vomit out some just gross stuff um i feel bad for the actors and actresses who had to who had to deal with that because i'm sure they didn't get paid a ton <laughs> to do so but uh it's pretty rad it's it's suspiria like lighting so definitely in my wheelhouse uh enjoyed it quite a bit i did watch ghostbusters afterlife um i did see it 
I liked it. Um, I didn't like it. I don't, I don't think as much as you did. Um, although, um, not far from it. I, I loved Phoebe's character. I thought she was great. Um, I think some of the characters were undercooked. Um, uh, we disagree on the podcast character. Maybe eventually I'll, I'll get around to him. But uh, the, the viewing I saw, he, he just seemed like a weird side character that we didn't get to know much about other than he podcasts and really didn't fit a role in the movie other than just not doing his job very well. Um, but um, other than that, I thought... I agree with people. I think the nostalgia was over the top too. Like I get it. It's going to crowd please people. Um, but I think at the end of the day, this one had a kind of a corny ending uh, to, to tell you the truth, but I did like it. It was a seven out of 10 for me. Um, enjoyable film. I actually prefer the new one. I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. Um, then I watched uh boy. Have you seen this yet? House of Gucci. Not yet. That's we're probably going tomorrow. <laughs> it reeks of ass. I know. I hate this. I'm sure movie. it does. Oh, it's God forsaken. Uh so <laughs> so we do we do friends and family screenings after the movie lets out, you know, after the release date. So we watched House of Gucci and goodness gracious, I wish we watched Encanto instead. That's that looks like a good film. Um this was not. This was abysmal dreck. It is uh two and a half hours long. Um, the acting and performances almost across the board are terrible. Lady Gaga puts on a good performance, but her accent is just abysmal. Um, like just the whole thing to its core. Jared Leto's character alone deserves a Razzie nomination. Like, I don't know what they were doing with him. He was terrible and misguided, but the fact that he was even in the role is misguided. He looks nothing like the person that he's trying to represent. He's literally a caricature of like Italian stereotypes. It's just strange. Um, I just don't know what they were doing with this movie. Um, you know, I honestly think Adam Driver was miscast. He was good and tried very hard in the role. But like how many different ethnicities, races and people are they going to try and get that guy to play you know? <laughs> like seriously like they i guess it's his unique appearance but they've got him to be like a redneck and logan lucky they've got him being kind of you know the villain in star wars i think he's naturally british isn't he um but i don't, I don't know. think i don't think so i want to say he's new york but i'll look really up. i mean it could be um, I just know a lot of the actors from from the Star Wars, uh, the new series, were um, were English actors for sure. But Definitely. either way, um, you know this this just wasn't any good. It just wasn't any good. Um, pedestrian cinematography for a movie about costuming, and um, I, I really wasn't a fan. Um, this I wouldn't recommend to watch at all, frankly. Um, I, I do hope this doesn't get Oscar nominations, but I think it will. Um, just because I don't have a whole lot of faith in them. <laughs> but uh, either way, yeah, Void House of Gucci. Uh, Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. Got around to watching that. Interesting little mall horror film. By no means is this a chopping mall. Um, this definitely, it feels more like it's a chopped up film. It definitely gives that air of one of those kind of movies that was kind of put out in an unfinished state. Like it really doesn't have necessarily a finished feeling to it. Um, but it has some cool ideas and it's worth watching uh, for sure. Arrow Video has a nice cut of it out there. Watched a movie called Blood Cult, a little shot on video movie that uh, 
my friends uh, Jackson and Dustin let me borrow, and uh, it, it was fine. It's shot on video. This one just didn't have quite the quirkiness I like, and those things, the idea is weird, but it feels like a mishmash of other ideas that are better than it, that it tries to replicate, and um, doesn't really do anything on its own. So it just kind of falls below average territory. It's like a four. It's, it's worth watching for shot on video fans, though. Um, then today, you know, um, had a little bit of time off. So I watched In the Realm of the Senses, um, which is a Criterion film. This is definitely not for the faint of heart and definitely not for people offended about sexual themes in movies. Um, but it's an interesting movie, to say the least. Um, it is based on a true story. Um, just... Pretty, pretty rough on the content, but it all feeds to a point of what the movie's trying to say. Um, and, and it's an interesting point. Um, I didn't love it, and I doubt I would ever really watch it again. Um, but it is interesting and probably worth checking out if the themes of the movie uh, interest you at all um, or you're interested in like real world history. Um, so it's kind of fascinating in that aspect. And then I watched a uh, live feed from Ryan Nicholson. Um, this was terrible, man. I, I freaking hated this movie. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's a totally a rip off a of hostel. I think it came out right around the same time. Um, just this one is Asian and incredibly racist. Um, like I'm beginning to get the idea that Ryan Nicholson probably didn't like, uh, women or, uh, people that didn't look like him. Uh, I know that sounds terrible. And I'm not making assumptions. It's just the movies I've seen from him have uh, very rarely uh, done much to prove that otherwise. Um, so just kind of strange. I didn't like this movie at all for a variety of different reasons, but it, frankly, it was just kind of boring. Uh, so either way, yeah, I, I, I would recommend avoiding live feed. So, all right. And that's it for all I've been watching. And uh, we'll be right back to finish off our discussion about Thanksgiving horror films. So kind of some counter Thanksgiving movies to watch. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to The Cast That Drips Blood. And we are talking about some Thanksgiving uh, counter films. And I know it's after Thanksgiving, but it's definitely still the season uh, to be talking about some Thanksgiving movies. Um, and I may throw in a Black Friday recommendation as well in there, too, uh, to be even more timely. <laughs> but um, either way, uh, Jigsaw Jody, what was your pick? Well, I actually ended up having to do two because the first pick was the film You're Next, which is a fantastic home invasion movie from from the director of this year's Godzilla versus Kong Adam Wingard I love his films I do too I think and, he is incredibly underrated and his writing partner who made his directorial debut this year was Seance Simon Barrett just both of those guys I love their work but uh I said like, oh I'm gonna do your next you know because they're getting together for Thanksgiving and the home invasion happens and all that stuff you know they're they're intruded upon by guys in animal masks real creepy stuff uh, but then I'm watching it. And I was like, oh, man, this is not Thanksgiving. This is a, just a regular old like dinner party. So I think it's for an anniversary or something. I wasn't even sure what the purpose was, but it was not Thanksgiving. But I finished it anyway because it counted as my Missouri film. <laughs> and I just love it anyways. It's a nine out of ten. I love it more and more every time I watch it. 
Um, but it's totally, it, it's totally basically Thanksgiving though. Like no yeah. one has anniversary dinner parties that are that big. Anyway. Yeah. And there's fancy and there's a, a, a full meal on the table. And yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> in my brain, it was Thanksgiving, like always. So like, and then I was like, Oh, I guess not. So anyways, so then what I, my backup plan was my new favorite Thanksgiving horror movie. That's actually for sure. Thanksgiving. It's a movie on Hulu called Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. And it's about these, you know, these, these people that reenact like the Civil War and reenact different things of history and things like that. Well, these are Pilgrim Thanksgiving reenactors that you can hire to come into your home and they give your family the authentic first Thanksgiving experience. <laughs> but the reenactors take things a bit too far. And by a bit too far, I mean a lot. They're complete psychos. <laughs> so uh it's just great um the, the into the dark series was great overall uh good to great there are some stinkers in there some really ones that out you know shown outshone the others you're gonna have that with any kind of anthology type thing um but these were all like you know full movies so um so it's a little more important when they're full movie length to kind of nail it i would have been happy as so many of them i watched gosh darn if they would have just made this a one hour show. Like yeah. some of them would be like flawless, but they stretch it cause they, they all have an exact 90 minute runtime. So they almost all of them are either most more than the others are over padded to hit that 90 minutes. They are. The rest of and then there's a couple that, well, this could have been in a good hour, another 15 minutes and needed to flesh the, you know, these points out better. So it was just when you when you force a film to have an exact runtime that stifles the stifles the creativity process. I think so. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, I have I definitely have a lot of beefs with how runtimes are handled in movies, but it's frankly partly the awards and also the perception. You know, people don't for whatever reason want to watch short films, um, and I'm guilty of it too. If I see a short film, sometimes I pass on it. Because it's a short film, but in reality, there's a lot of great things you could do in a short film. You know? Absolutely. So um, it's a perception thing for sure. Um, generally perceived as, you know, newer um, people to cinema and stuff like that. But I don't know. No, I agree with you. Um, I think that had a problem. And I think they also had a problem with with horror. Like, like a lot of them barely were horror. Sure. And that was that was a common complaint. And by no means am I a horror purist, like one of those only VHS 80s horror is is the <laughs> pure, pure horror, because there's so many people like that out there. I'm not that. Right. But at the same time, I, I do think for a horror series, some of these veered so far from horror that <laughs> they really didn't even didn't even hit the mark on it. But this one's not one. Pilgrim's actually probably the best one, I think. Yeah. Um, it's it's close, if not the best. Yeah, there's 24 of them, and I, it's definitely top three, top two, if not top. Like I'm, It's somewhere in the top three when I finalize my rankings, But because there was a couple of ones that were like pure that was outstanding. Yeah, that um, was good. But uh, I think I do think Pilgrim is going to land up in my top spot when I finish, because I've seen 23 out of 24 of them. I got one more to go. Uh, Pilgrim was directed by Marcus Dunstan, the director of the Collector series. So mm-hmm. you kind of get some of that kind of, you know, those are kind of gritty and violent. 
and you get a lot of that here. So just it was just a good time. Much better than the prior year's Thanksgiving entry was called Flesh and Bone or Flesh and Blood or something like that. And it's about a agoraphobic girl who won't leave her house and she's trapped in her house with her dad, who she finds out is a murderer. Oh, yeah, that one. That one. I, I didn't even remember it until you brought it up. Yeah, that yeah. was the first that was the first season's uh, Thanksgiving episode. There's if a lot of agoraphobia uh, horror films out there. A lot of them. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, well, I guess it's a, not a ton, but like a surprising amount, like about that topic that came out. Like Invisible Man was partly one. Yeah. Um, Intruder uh, was another one that came out. That that whole movie was about that. And, um, you know, there's a couple others that I could think of. But it's just kind of strange that that was such a big topic for a few years. Yeah, I, I think it's a lot of reason for that is because it's, it's such an it, it answers a common trope <laughs> criticism. Like, why don't they just run away? Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, that, that it, it, and then like if you've noticed, I probably any films in the last 10 years, at least pretty much I would venture, I would dare say 95 percent or more at least drops a line about cell phones. Like why why don't they just call someone or like why don't like and then th- there's always in every horror movie that's set in present day some reason that the cell phones don't work sometimes and then they've gotten really as I saw one the other day I wish I could remember what it was they just said huh no signal and then like like just shrugged it off <laughs> I'm like okay so there's their obligatory dropped line of why don't they just call somebody but yeah but yeah uh, so yeah. A, lot, a lot a lot of a lot of yeah why don't they call somebody why don't they just run away why don't they this why don't they that. That's so, so they've fascinating, kind of, but you're totally right. That has yeah. to be it. So, man, okay. <laughs> but how about you? What uh, what uh, delicious treats have you prepared for us? All right. Well, my yearly uh, my yearly special is a movie called Thanks Killing. Um, so, Thanks Killing, of course, is about the killer turkey. This is not an, a new film uh, by any means, but um, it's just enjoyable, cheesy fun. Um, very insensitive, but totally hilarious. Just crap. Um, there's a third one out there that some people like. They skipped two, and it went right to Thanksgiving three, <laughs> um, which is strange. I didn't like that entry at all. And then there's a musical floating out about there. I don't know how to find that, but Jody, that does not seem like it's going to be up your alley. No, uh, I'd be surprised to hear if you liked Thanksgiving. Um. <laughs> I have not I kind of haven't been able to bring myself to watch it. Uh yeah, it, it's probably best unwatched. It it doesn't seem like your type of thing by any means, but I enjoy it. It's um really cheesy, partly a road trip movie. It's one of those movies I just like the characters I've watched for so long. Uh like Evil Bong that I just like to revisit. It's cool. It's almost like, you know, revisiting an old friend. You know, one of those types of nostalgia, I guess, type things. Um but a fun movie, but the better movie that uh, Mike was probably going to go with was Blood Rage. Yeah. Blood Rage is a dope movie um, about twin brothers who one of them is, escapes a mental asylum and is a murderer. <laughs> and the other one is, you know, not so. But either way, so eventually shenanigans ensue, murders take place, and it's kind of a mystery on who's who but also it's not very hard to figure out so it turns into a kill fest 
and a pretty good one though. So it really is effective in all in that matter. And have you seen Blood Rage? I have. I like it a lot. I yeah, gave that an eight out of ten. Yeah, it, it's not cranberry sauce. I can assure you that. <laughs> but uh, it's a good movie. I, I dig this one a lot. It, it's a must watch for Thanksgiving. I think it's probably aside for it was the best Thanksgiving horror movie until Pilgrim came out, which I would say maybe is the best one. You made a good choice with that. That's a dope movie. Like it's wild. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it, it's definitely some good stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I just enjoy the movie quite a bit. And then uh, just a short mention, there's a chopping mall is out there. So if you want something to remind you of the evils of capitalism going into the <laughs> end of the holiday season, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm being facetious, of course. Um, <laughs> then check out chopping mall where shopping costs you an arm and a leg. And uh, yeah, you'll learn very quickly about uh about the the powerful price, as Haggis would say, of shopping during the holiday season and specifically Black Friday. That's and right. <laughs> so that that's that's a good movie. Have you you've seen Chopping Mall, right? Oh, lots of times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kill Killbots are awesome. I, I do love Chopping Mall. That's that's one I I throw on quite often actually. You have anything else you want to shout out before we close this thing out? Not much. I was just going to follow up. Adam Driver was born in San Diego and his parents are from Indiana. Oh, well, that's interesting. So yeah. they've, they've really had him play just about everything. Absolutely. It's it's very strange. He's great. I mean, he, he's really good. Even in even in House of Gucci, he was good. I mean, he wasn't particularly convincing um, as an Italian, but I mean, he was he did his did his best. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. That movie was just that. I'm really interested in what you think of that movie, because I've heard some people go, oh, it's an Oscar bait type movie and it has a chance. I don't see that at all. Like, I thought it was a joke <laughs> like that bad. I haven't seen a movie in a theater that bad since um, since Dear Evan Hansen, which was insipid. And <laughs> we haven't had someone who liked it come out of the theater yet because we did get it in Farmington. It's crazy. <laughs> like I well, haven't heard of Jared Leto said that he snorted some kind of olive oil dressing or something. He so it could be like Italian all the way into his blood or something like that. What? He's so he's so stupid. I'm so over Jared Leto. Yeah, they just gotta quit quit giving him movies. He he was cool for a while, and I, I just don't know. I don't know what the heck he's doing. I I know what Ridley Scott was doing. He wanted discussion of the movie. So he put Jared Leto in a stupid role so people would talk about it. And it makes no sense. It just hurts the movie. Every time he's on screen, it turns into a farce. There might as well be, uh, you know, comical sounds like from Three Stooges every time he walks in. It's just a joke. Uh <laughs> yeah, he says, and this is, I'm reading his quote. I was snorting lines of, I don't know how to pronounce this, Arabiata sauce, A-R-R-A-B-B-I-A-T-A -A -A sauce by the middle of the movie. I had olive oil for blood. I can believe it. He literally sounds, he sounds like Mario from the, <laughs> from the game. I swear to God, he has the worst, most, it's racist, honestly. Um, <laughs> accent. Like if I was Italian, I'd be red hot pissed. If I heard him, like <laughs> I could have sworn he was going to bust out with it's me, uh, Mario in there. Like it's, he sounds just like that. It's, Holy God, dude. 
man, it's bad. Uh, it's really bad. And even Al Pacino, uh, I don't know. I hate to dwell on the accents because it's such a small part of it, but the movie is very Italian based and it's not there yet. And that's a, that's just one of the small complaints. Like I can go on about why that movie is a disaster. It is a terrible film. It is terrible. And, it, and it's so misleading. Like, like I said, we, we did the friends and family screening. Everyone walked out of that theater, kind of looked at each other, uh, the staff, and they go, did anyone like that? Uh, <laughs> I finally had to say that. I fell asleep. Granted, it was late at one point, but I woke up pretty quick. I'm pretty sure my buddy fell asleep multiple times um, during it. I wouldn't be surprised. He he hated it more than I did. I was like, hey, you know, I want to see this movie. He's like, I don't really, but I'll stay because you want to see it. So. Shout out to him for being awesome. <laughs> it's been Otherwise, constant, I would <laughs> It's been constant on YouTube ads. And so much so that it was funny. Be like all of my, like, cause like I said, I had my uh, friend, uh, nephews and nieces over last week. I had five of them yesterday. And they were all quoting that. Cause while well, we'd be watching like funny TikTok videos or funny vines and like the ad breaks were all house of Gucci. Like everybody could like quote it. Like, and it was funny hearing my like, I think she's nine, my nine-year-old niece, like talking like Lady Gaga, like qu- quoting that I am I am not ethical, but I am fair or whatever that thing that she says. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that. That's they were a- all quoting that and I was dying. I was see, like, you guys are too much. See that that point in the movie is when it turns good. The problem is it's 20 minutes before the movie ends and it's a two and a half hour long movie. Yeah. And it takes ages. I, I swear. I, I really mean it. I, I say some exaggerated stuff. But I'd rather get punched in the nuts and watch that movie again. I swear, <laughs> I swear, uh, I swear. By yeah, I will never. It's not going to last two and a half hours. It might last five to ten minutes. Yeah, pain, I'll but. be in pain for five to ten minutes, not two and a half hours of agony. Um, it's just not happening. Um, now, best of luck for you. Maybe you'll yeah. like it. I don't know. I, I just haven't yeah. heard a positive reaction other than a few critics who seem to like it. For whatever reason, I, I just don't know. Um, I just don't see it. Um, it might be Encanto because we were supposed to actually we we're supposed to go to Encanto on Friday. I would but go my, see that. Instead. Yeah, my wife couldn't go, and then uh, so I was like, "Well, do you guys want to go see Ghostbusters?" And they're like, "Yeah," because they have, <laughs> none of them had seen it yet. So, so I Which so I, I I loaded up six kids from nine to six, almost sixteen, to the theater, and that was that was a good time. Yeah, I mean, it, that, that's the best choice. Um, and Canto, though, is getting uh, people seem to like it. So good. So if, if you if you could definitely do worse, I think. Um, so it seems it seems that people are enjoying it um, from what I can tell of the theater anyway. But either way. Yeah, uh, I would. I can't wait to hear what you think of House of Gucci. I'm sure you'll get around to watching it at some point. Um, yeah, I would definitely like to hear your take on it because I'm pretty will hard it get, on Will it get at least? Dramas. Well, at least get one nomination. You think like costume, makeup, and hairstyling, any of that? I'm stuff? sure it'll get costuming as a token because it's okay. Ridley Scott. Um, and it's Gucci. It's Gucci. Everyone knows Gucci's brand. I don't. I don't like the style. I think it looks kind of goofy myself. I don't get it. Um, I never have. I've never gotten the Gucci type fashion trend. I just. I just don't think it looks particularly good. Uh, but it is what it is. You know, some people prefer it. So I'm sure those people think it looks nice, but for the most part, I just thought it was, it was fine. But cinematography wise, it wasn't very good. Um, there was the score, the soundtrack 
was so random. Um, it was just, it rarely ever fit. It felt like they just pulled out a random pop song from each era that they had, which is the only <laughs> way you could tell what era it is. Gotcha. Um, and, and they don't, they don't do transitions particularly well. It's just jarring. So you'll hear this random pop song and you're like, what era? Oh yeah, that's from, that's from the seventies or, <laughs> oh yeah, right. that's from the eighties. <laughs> it, it's, it's bad. Do you remember in eighth grade when she would sign off all her podcasts or videos or whatever she was doing with Gucci? Oh gosh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> we should start. We should bring that back for this episode. Yeah, we in, should. In, in honor, in honor of both the film Eighth Grade and the film House of Gucci. I'm just joking. No, we, we should bring it back in honor of Eighth Grade because that's yeah. actually a good film. There's no yeah. honor in, in House of Gucci. I <laughs> I hate it. I despise it. Every bit of it. Um, I don't know. That was that was bad. <laughs> it's funny though for a while <laughs> at least so but either way <laughs> enough talk of house of gucci hopefully y'all had a great thanksgiving um we got some interesting episodes coming up and some of our favorite episodes of the year are coming so we got our heck yeah of course our academy um predictions and winners episode which is actually maybe my favorite one yeah. Our Christmas episode, I'm going to start planning to do as we normally do, where it's a we get teamed up with somebody to where it's a movie you love and a movie you're going to hate. And if you get them right, that's good. And you get brownie points and all that good stuff. So uh, we'll hopefully do that. And right of, of course, in reason, because I've I can definitely pick out some movies y'all would hate and lose your soul from. So <laughs> while you're at it, and I, I don't want to do that to you. But uh, I don't know. Mike might have it coming after making me watch Flicka. He may if if he gets teamed up with me, it's it, all all bets are off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's been a couple of you guys have me watch, and my wife has said, "Why why are you even watching this?" And I said, "Of course, peer pressure. I'm far too sensitive." <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. Uh, but yeah. I have we uh, hopefully maybe we'll do a scream retrospective January. Yeah, definitely that'll be an episode in the future. Um, we'll we'll definitely talk about the scream movies, um, which we really haven't covered uh, up to this point. So we may do an extra franchise review. That'd be cool. Yeah, and then um, we'll also definitely be doing our top tens of both horror and um, general movies on the Reasonable Real podcast, uh, which are again some of our favorites of the year. So, uh, yeah, plenty of exciting stuff. And that's going to really start ramping up. It's hard to believe it's almost December. So time to start planning now. (laughs) That's right. So either way, until next time, we will talk to you all later. And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies... Hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends and uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, But either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again.